Uh, we're just going to move right into this. We have seven baptisms we're celebrating today. So let's, yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm not going to be up here for long. I just want to read a passage and reflect on it for a minute and, and think about what this means to kind of get us into the space and then have these folks share what they're going to be on about. So um, at the end of Colossians chapter 2, Paul's writing a letter to his friends at this uh, Christian church in the, the Greek city of Colossae. Paul writes, and this will be up on the screen, he says, You have been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him because he forgave all of our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with all of its legal demands. Jesus canceled the record of debt. He set it aside, nailing it to the cross. That's what Paul writes. And this is the word of the Lord. Some of us who are more traditional say thanks be to God. So I love it. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about water this week. I don't usually think a lot about water, but just knowing what's coming up this week, I've just been thinking a ton about water. And it's just, if you, if you process this, uh, it, water is just one of the most amazing things uh, in, in all of creation. Uh, most, of, most of my own family uh, loves cold, rainy days. Um, who doesn't crave a great pool in the summer? Like, water is amazing. It's fantastic. Uh, many folks say the ocean is one of the things that that makes us realize how small we are, how big God is, or, or if you're not into, into God, at least that there's something way bigger than yourself out there. But water at the same time, and this is why it's enthralling to me, it's also so dangerous. Um, like that, that cold, rainy day can turn into to storms and life-threatening situations. Um, drownings, we've all seen many, well, we haven't all seen, I hope, castaway, and, and just things that happen, and floods, and, and it's just this weird both and. and. And at the same time, water is really important in the scriptures. Uh, water is mentioned 722 times in the Bible. That's more, for the record, than faith is mentioned, or prayer is mentioned, or worship, or hope. But similar to today, uh, what we just said, water in the Bible is both beautiful and also really terrifying. And it's not a stretch to say that water in the Bible is often a symbol of life or death or sometimes both at the same time. And so let's have a little conversation about this. If you're new with us, we do this sometimes. So feel free to engage if you want to. Don't worry about it if not. Uh, let's think of the negative side first. Can anyone think of a time in the Bible where water represents or leads to death and destruction and things we would call bad? Anything come to mind? Yeah. Yeah. Moses. Yeah, we're walking through Exodus as a church. And so we just saw God use the Red Sea to defeat his enemies. Yeah. The Nile River, yeah, it turns to blood, it leads to death, yes. Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark, yeah, the whole world. What was back here? I love the, like, hands raised, all these school children. <laughs> Grown-ups can play, too, and you don't have to raise your hands. Anyone think of it? Yeah. Yeah, Jesus' disciples on a boat, and there's this huge storm, and they're afraid for their lives. Absolutely. There's going to be a storm outside. He's not wrong. (laughs) Y'all can't see him. He's like chilling in his stroller over here. (laughs) So there's a lot through the scriptures where water leads to death. 
And yet, even in the midst of some of the things that were mentioned, we see God's saving work through that same water. Like God destroyed the Egyptians and Pharaoh and proved his, proved his power over Egyptian gods. But what else did he do? He led Israel through the Red Sea, led them to life through the dry land. Um, God uh, destroyed his creation to start it over, but at the same time, he saved Noah and his family through the ark, and at the same time, thus kind of preserved his history-long mission. Again, water sometimes shows us death, sometimes shows us life, sometimes shows us both at the same time. So, positive side. Any, any other examples that you can think of, grown-ups or kiddos, that water in the Bible it represents life or health or, or good things? Yes, sir. That's right. We'll see that here in just a couple weeks. As God led his people through the wilderness, we're very Exodus-focused right now. Um, yeah, he, he provided for them water from a rock. What else? Jesus washes the disciples' feet. Is this ultimate act of servanthood and also cleansing. Beautifully so. Yeah, right, Carol? Woman at the well. Yeah, Jesus says, if you, if you thirst, come drink from me. I'm the true and living water. Henry. That's right. John the Baptist baptizes Jesus. Perfect segue into what we're going to talk about for the rest of our time. God causes the rain to fall on, on the good, and he provides. And God causes water to come from a rock. And, and the, the, there'll be a river in the new heavens and new earth flowing from the throne of God, and over and over and over again, Jesus says, water represents me. I am the living water. If you thirst, come to me and drink. On and on we could go. Again, Bible represents, uh, water in the Bible represents both life and death. Lots of symbolism, lots of metaphors, lots of image that show us cleansing and trial, death and life. And so today, as we think about baptism, this is a celebration that obviously involves water. In, in, in the New Testament, this has just been, been said already, John the Baptist, who's Jesus' cousin, baptized people who had turned from their sin and trusted God with their brokenness and bore what he called the fruit of repentance. Something changed in their lives. Jesus came himself and was baptized by John, and then that became a consistent pattern through the New Testament. When someone put their faith in Jesus, and hear me on this, yes, faith for eternal life, to be with God, to be saved from hell, but also when that person said, I trust Jesus to guide me and lead me and be my Lord over every day of this life too. When that happened, then that person would be baptized. So it leads to a question. Does baptism, does what we're, what we're observing today, does this represent death or life? Yes, good job. Yeah, I tried to trick you. You got there, though. Yeah, it's, it's both. Like so many other images in the Bible, baptism is a symbol of both death and life. Now, to be clear, this act that we're going to witness today doesn't save anyone, okay? This, this, this actual act of baptism is not an act of salvation. This is simply a voluntary act of someone who says, yes, Jesus has already called me to himself. Jesus has already saved me by his grace. I want to publicly proclaim that salvation and say, look, yes, family, friends, church, I belong to God through the blood of the Son, by the power of the Spirit. I'm a member of God's family. Baptism is a declaration of need for God. It's a declaration of trust in Jesus' death and resurrection. It's, it's truly a declaration of dependence on the Spirit to lead us and restore our brokenness. And so especially those 
folks who are getting baptized today. I know we've talked about this, but, but hear me on this. Baptism is an outward display of what you believe God has already done inside of you when he saved us. And that is both a death and a life. Because what these folks, they're all kids, what these kids are declaring today is that they are dying to themselves and they're living for and through Jesus. So as they go down into the water, it's a symbol of my way, my desire, my sin, my brokenness, my life without Jesus, it's done away with. My life is no longer my own. Y'all, that's death. That's sacrifice. That, that, that's hard for us. And as it come up out of the water, it symbolizes I've been washed clean by Jesus' blood. I'm seeking, not perfectly, but I'm seeking to be led by his spirit into his ways, his desires, his redemption, his restoration, life, life, life with Jesus. I'm dead to my ways, but that's good news because I now live for God through the power of God for the purpose of God. And so to that end, anyone who's being baptized today or any time within Salt and Light, they've, they've been able to explain the belief in what baptism is. Anyone being baptized today has had a few close family and friends and DNA members or community around them kind of affirm, yeah, we see, at least in age-appropriate ways, we see glimpses of fruit and see what God is doing in their life. And so because of this, we really get to celebrate today. We believe that this theme, death to life, is the core message of the Christian faith. Whether you're a follower of Jesus, whether you're not, whether you're here supporting family and friends, hear me today, Jesus offers a greater life, more satisfaction, fuller joy, complete redemption and a better savior than anything and anyone else that we so commonly run to. And if we're willing to die to ourselves and let other and lesser gods that we run to die with us, then Jesus offers us a better life in him, eternally and today. And God went through the same death to life process himself. As followers of Jesus, we believe Jesus laid down his own life for us, and God raised him to his rightful place as king, both on an eternal throne and also in each human heart who says yes to him. And then God sent his spirit to help that truth come alive in each of us. Is that good news? And so today, and in much of the Bible, this water is going to represent true death, but death so that we can be filled with something better and something truer, and something more. And so the water also represents true life as God fills us with his spirit, pours his life into us. And again, this death-to-life symbolism, laying down their life, living for God's, is both a reflection of Jesus' own laying down his life and dying for us, and also just the greatest affirmation of hope that we have in Jesus' resurrection and reign which invites each and every one of us into the fullness of life that God has for any who would say, yes, I trust you. So this is what these folks are declaring today as they get baptized. So each one of them is going to come up and share a little bit of what that means for them, and then let's, let's celebrate. These are our kiddos, but, but no matter how old you are, no matter how long you've been walking with Jesus, if you do claim Jesus as your Savior, these are your sisters and brothers, and it's worth welcoming and saying yes. You're, you're saying yes to the family. You're publicly declaring this, and so let's celebrate and welcome them to the family. So.
I think Tatums are up first. Here we go. Jesus is God, but as a human, Jesus is the only man who had never who has never sinned. Baptism is when a person um, decides to follow Jesus. Jesus is important to me because he made me, and he does things in the Bible to make me trust him and love him. I want to get baptized because the Bible says that getting baptized means that you are a follower of Jesus and you would trust him with anything. I want to follow Jesus because the Bible says that anyone who follows Jesus will not stay dead but go to heaven. I also want to follow Jesus because he died to pay for all of our sins. Another reason is that Jesus is very powerful and he made everything. So, yeah. And I forgot to have them introduce themselves. So that was James Tatum. And who are you? I'm Belle. <laughs> I want to get baptized because I believe in Jesus. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead for all sin to go away. I believe God is my Father. I believe Jesus and God love me and forgive me. I believe God is the creator of the world. When I worship Jesus, it means that I want to follow and learn about uh, about him and I trust and love him. Jesus is God's son and God is the fa- is my father and the Holy Spirit guides me. Jesus is is someone I can trust, but Jesus is not only someone I can trust, but he is my savior and my hero. Feel free by the way. If you can't see, get up, move around. Uh, as you can tell, we're pretty darn formal here, so uh, just get where you can witness and observe. All right. I want to get. Oh, I'm Teddy. <laughs> All right, Teddy. What does it mean to follow Jesus? It means uh, you. Oh, why am I forgetting? Okay. It means to trust. Jesus to take care or that means I trust Jesus to take care of me and guide me and he is trustworthy and loving. And what is baptism? Baptism baptism is a way to show that I believe in Jesus, the Son and God of God. He loves me and I died for or and he died for me and rose again on the third day. Amen. 
Amen. Music? Okay. okay. Amen. <laughs> Tell us your name. Drusilla. Okay. And Miss Drusilla, what does it mean to have faith in Jesus? To have faith in Jesus means to believe that Jesus is our Lord and King, our Savior, and believe that one day we shall be with him in heaven. Right. And what is baptism? Baptism is an outward symbol of showing I accept Christ as our Lord. It is a public declaration that we are followers of Jesus Christ a confession of her faith in Jesus Christ and commitment to him. Great job. All right, and what is your name? Natanya. All right, Natanya, what does it mean to have faith in Jesus? It means that I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and that he is our Lord and Savior. All right, and what is baptism? Baptism is being dipped in water as a sign of accepting and showing that I love, trust, and believe in Jesus Christ. Yes, ma'am. All right. your name? Maggie. <laughs> All right, Maggie, what does it mean to have faith in Jesus? Faith is believing that God is our one and true Savior and that you put all of your hope in him. Jesus is the one who saves us. No matter what we do, God still loves us. And what is baptism? Baptism is showing that you believe in God is our one and true Savior and that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. We don't have to die because our sins are forgiven. After thinking about baptism for several months, I one night we, they were talking about it on the radio, and I thought, well, I believe that Jesus is my one and true Savior, and that you died on the cross for our sins, so why not? <laughs> Sir, what is your name? My name is Conley. All right, Conley, what does it mean to have faith in Jesus? Um, it means believing that Jesus died for our sins so that we could be close with God and believing in something more than life, after life. All right, and what is baptism? Baptism is a symbol of um, being washed better. All right, here we go. Grab a seat. 
All right, so we're going to do two things before we sing one final song and send you out. And the first is this. Um, through the ages, uh, a call on followers of Jesus is remember your baptism. And so this is a celebration for these folks today, for these seven families, for these seven households, for these seven kiddos. But it's also a celebration and a time of remembrance for, for us, for those who have followed Jesus, for, for those who have at one point done something similar to what they have done today. When we see others declare their faith and their trust in Jesus and proclaim a willingness to die to themselves and to live for God and through God, it's a reminder of our own faith and our own trust and our own death to self and our own life for God and through God. And so before we sing this last song, the first thing we're going to do is recite a creed together and just go back to kind of some age-old words um, that, that have unified the church throughout uh, the centuries. And, and if you don't follow Jesus, then just hear what we're going to do and see what we're going to do when we take communion in a minute as just the, the declaration for those of us who do believe in Jesus uh, as our Savior. As, and this is really the, just the core, core Christian belief. So we're going to read the Apostles' Creed together, um, and here it is going to be on the screen. So, ready? All right. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the place of the dead. And the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And then finally, based on those beliefs, and, and especially our belief in Jesus and the salvation he has given to anyone who would say yes, um, you are invited to God's table. Um, bread and wine, since Jesus' final night on, uh, of, of, of life before he was crucified, is a meal that is open to anyone whose faith is in Jesus. And since baptism is the most kind of public one-time declaration of faith, uh, some of the kiddos have waited until today to take communion for the first time, but the table's open for anyone who's part of God's family. Communion is a remembrance of the core of our faith. Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. And so for anyone who's part of God's family, this is a way that as a church we proclaim Jesus and proclaim our own baptism and our own faith until he returns. So open the, the little top uh, compartment, take out the bread. On the night before he died, uh, Jesus took bread and broke it and said, this is my body broken for you. And then he took the cup. And he said, this is my blood shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Let's take the bread, break it, and eat it. And if you believe that Jesus has died for your sins and that his blood has covered you and washed you clean in a way that water can only symbolize, then take the cup and drink. And Father God, in these simple acts, 
going into water, coming back up, in these simple elements, wafer and juice, we proclaim that you are our Savior and Lord. I thank you for each of these kiddos. Thank you for their obedience and their act of worship. I thank you for the way that they're reminding us, for those of us who follow Jesus, of the faith that we have as well. Thank you that we're one united family in your blood. Thank you that your death and resurrection have both washed us clean and give us great hope for eternal life and life today. We thank you in your son Jesus' name. Amen.